Faith is important if it is built upon experience. Without experience as its foundation, a faith becomes merely a hope. And hope alone is weak. It does not have the power to face disappointment and uncertainty sufficiently. To have faith in God will depend upon one's expectation. What do you expect from God? What do you want from God? What are you willing to give to God? And so faith itself can cover a broad range of experience. Its value can be determined then upon what the motives are behind it, what the expectations are, what one expects or even demands of God. People are very disappointed in God because certain expectations are not met. Because these individuals have experienced loss or the loss of loved ones, a disappointment and failure, they have experienced tragedy. And now their notion and the confidence that God exists is shaken and sometimes even destroyed. People will have faith in something because to have faith is natural. If they do not have faith in God, they will have faith in something else that takes the place of God. They may have faith in their government. They may have faith in the economy. They have, may have faith in industry. They have faith in themselves and their abilities. They may have faith in certain individuals. They may have faith in nature. But whatever it is, they will have faith. To be without faith is to be without relationship. And to be without relationship is to live in hell. So the question becomes, what does one have faith in? And what is the nature of that faith? Is it built upon real experience or is it built upon ideas or philosophy? Is this faith well placed and does it have real strength to it? In the face of the great ways of change that are coming to the world, which will challenge people's faith in themselves, in their nations, in nature itself, and in God. 
the question of faith becomes very important. And the strength of this faith and where it is placed becomes very significant in terms of the individual's ability not only to function, but to be creative and discerning and competent in the face of changing circumstances. If you have faith in government here, you will see the government's inability to provide. The government will appear to be conflicted and in some cases incompetent, unable to meet the situation, unable to educate the people, unable to guide the people. And indeed this is already the case. Who amongst the governments is telling the truth about the great ways of change? about the real situation regarding energy resources or the real potential of a changing and heating climate and the danger of pandemic illness and the real competition that is occurring over who will gain access to the remaining resources and the real potential for economic instability and the condition of the economic situation. People will have faith in their religion, but their religion is not educating them, or preparing them, or guiding their attention correctly. Other people will have faith in nature, but nature will prove to be harsh and exacting and even unmerciful to the unprepared. Others will have faith in God, but they will be challenged with the question of how could God allow such great change to occur? Where is providence? Where is God's guiding harm? Where is the blessing? As times become more difficult, people are thrown into very difficult circumstances. And there is tragedy, and there is starvation, and there is conflict. How could a loving God allow this to happen? Is God punishing humanity for its error? Is God simply allowing humanity to reap the reward of its error? But what kind of loving creator would do that? Particularly in the face of tragedy and deprivation. People's faith in themselves will be greatly challenged as they are faced with circumstances they did not anticipate, for which they are not prepared. 
This would be particularly difficult for the wealthy, who now have to face very difficult decisions and the prospect of losing much of their wealth. What will happen to their faith in life itself? Now life is taking a radical turn. It seems to be going into a chaotic state. Change and difficulty is happening in an ever-accelerating manner. How can one have faith in life when it is becoming so unpredictable and in many places so very hazardous? People's faith will be greatly challenged. And that is why it is necessary and has always been necessary to place your face in the guiding power that God has placed within you. The power and the presence of knowledge, a deeper intelligence that is here to guide you, to protect you, and to lead you if you are willing to follow, to a greater life and a greater contribution to others. This knowledge remains so undiscovered and so unexpressed, except by only a few and rare individuals, that people really do not know what it is capable of. They think that it is their mind that they think with. And who can have faith in one's intelligence when one is faced with such confounding and seemingly irresolvable problems? The intellect will not have answers now. It will blame, it will complain, it will go into denial. It may become terrified if it actually has to face reality. But it within itself is not capable of dealing with the power and the consequences of the great resource chain. Knowledge remains unknown, unrecognized. People can recognize some of its manifestations and call it intuition. But it is greater than this. What will you have faith in? In such a radically changing world? In your government, in your financial institution, in the marketplace, 
in your religious institution. You have faith in nature. We have faith in the intellect. We have faith in certain individuals who may well appear to be completely confounded by the changing circumstances that you all share. Will you have faith in change? Everything is changing. Life is changing. Will you have faith in enlightenment? That you will become enlightened beyond the specter of love and fear, hope and despair. An enlightenment that is so difficult to achieve, so rarely achieved. We are faith in your spiritual path, which for most people will not prepare them for the great ways of change. What will you have faith in? Have you lost faith already? Becoming ever more helpless and hopeless, even before the great waves have really begun to strike. Some people have faith in hopelessness. That is what they believe in. That is what they think is inevitable. Some people have faith in romance. And so they live in a kind of romantic dreamland. As if their life were a movie of some kind, disassociated from everything around them and from everything real within themselves. The real challenge here is to have faith in knowledge, to take the steps to knowledge, to learn what knowledge is, to experience it, and to recall the experiences you have already had of it, to see that it is the constant threat of your life. Through times that were happy and times that were difficult, through changing circumstances, through changing relationships, through moments of success and moments of despair. There is this thread of knowledge, this constant thread, this constant presence, this constant independent intelligence. It is beneath and beyond your intellect. God has placed this perfect guiding intelligence within you. Ultimately, what else can you have faith in except faith in knowledge within yourself and within other people? 
knowledge is not confined by changing circumstances. It does not have the fallibility of the intellect. It is not threatened by death and destruction. It is not attached to pleasure and people and places and things. It is unconcerned with wealth and the loss of wealth. It is here on a mission, a mission from God. Its mission is your mission, waiting to be discovered. Everything around you will be challenged. Everything around you will prove to be weak, infallible, and vulnerable. Institutions will be overwhelmed, and in some cases will fail. Nature will appear to be harsh and uncompromising. The hope for providence of our being rescued will fade as times continue. It will be a crisis of faith for so many people. And yet, in reality, you are sent into the world to live in this time, to face these circumstances and to contribute something unique and essential that only knowledge within you knows. It is a tragedy for the intellect. It is a tragedy for your personal mind and idea of yourself. But for knowledge, it is the ideal circumstance. It is the challenge it has been waiting for. It is the greatest opportunity for contribution and ultimately to create a new foundation for humanity, a new way forward for humanity. Knowledge is the core of your strength. It is the most powerful aspect of you. It is the part of you that is connected to God. It is through knowledge that God speaks to you. Many people seem to think that God is here to provide a, a beneficial life, a, a set of pleasant and peaceful circumstances, as if God is managing their environment. And of course, when things go out of hand or out of control, or tragedy strikes, or the social structure breaks down, then, well, the whole faith in God is thrown into immense doubt and confusion. Some people think that God is, guarantees happiness and satisfaction. And when happiness and satisfaction do not exist, one is either being unfaithful or somehow God is failing them and they're unquestioned 
and often unconscious expectation. God knows the world is a difficult and hazardous place. And that is why God has placed knowledge within you. It is this mysterious intelligence, this fleeting experience of certainty and direction, that you must place your faith in. Everything else may seem to fail or prove to be fallible or inadequate. But knowledge is within you. It is mysterious because you cannot define it, control it, or use it. It is not a tool of the intellect. You cannot use it to become wealthy or to dominate others or to destroy your enemies. It is far more powerful than your intellect. It is free of the intellect. It is only hampered by the intellect in the sense that your mind and your thoughts create, in most cases, an obstacle to you experiencing the power and the presence of knowledge. Only knowledge will know what to do in the face of ever-increasing uncertainty. Even if you have to make a thousand turns in your life, knowledge will guide you to make the right turns. What else can do this for you? Who else has this wisdom and this equanimity to guide you in this manner. So many people will be looking towards their government leaders to provide safety and security. And great attempts will be made to provide this safety and security. But you cannot live upon this hope alone. For the government will have limited resources. And the strain upon leaders and government institutions will be so immense, it will not be able to provide for everyone. You may need these services. But still, what is guiding you is knowledge. If you can follow it, if you yield to it, if you can open your mind to allow this presence to be there and to learn to build a connection to knowledge, not only will it save you from catastrophe 
and from dangerous situations and from making self-destructive decisions and from following people who will lead you into greater difficulty. But it will give you strength and confidence. You need Ultimately, the very circumstances that seem so threatening, overwhelming, or disconcerting are the very circumstances that will enable your two gifts to come forward. That is because knowledge has come into the world to meet these circumstances. To you, it was unexpected. To your idea of yourself and your intellect, it is unexpected. It is perceived as being catastrophic or tragic a great misfortune, but for knowledge it is the perfect set of circumstances. Where you outgrow selfishness, weakness, self-abuse, personal addiction, to rise to a greater occasion. You cannot have faith in the occasion because the occasion itself is very changeable. It is not certain exactly how things will occur, how people will respond, who what will happen. And circumstances may really conspire against you. You cannot have faith in them. You cannot have faced that everything will turn out all right. For many people who have failed. And tragic consequences are very possible. You cannot have faith that you will make it through. Because you do not know you will make it through. Without knowledge, we will not have this confidence or this certainty. This question of faith is very important because it will determine what you will look for and towards within yourself and in other people. Many people will arise claiming to have the answer to lead humanity forward. They will aspire to leadership in government or religion. And yet you will be able to see whether they are guided by knowledge or just by personal ambition. Many false leaders will arise in times of great difficulty. The much bad information and guidance will be offered. Some in these individuals will truly be dangerous. Only knowledge can tell you this. You who are so conditioned to follow the opinions of others, or to look to your immediate environment for certainty, will be thrown into such confusion and even despair. 
And yet knowledge is not confused. And knowledge is not despairing. With knowledge you can face any kind of changing circumstances. As changing circumstances. Without despair. Without condemnation. Without falling apart within yourself. Without breaking down. Without losing heart. That is why knowledge is the most important thing in life. For you, perhaps, it is a mystery. Something rarely experienced. Something beyond comprehension. Something faint. Something weak. Something distant. But knowledge is the most important thing in life. The times ahead will destroy your faith in so many things and will reveal your dependence upon these things and all the assumptions that are associated with them. All the things you thought would take care of you and provide for you and assure your future will now be thrown into grave question and doubt, leading you to become cynical, a despairing, hostile, and hungry. Your life will be like threading its way through a dense forest where there are no trails. What will guide you here? What will lead you on? If all other faith and everything else fails you, what will lead you on? You may have faith in your family, but your family may fall into disarray and conflict and confusion. You may have faith in your primary relationships, but these people may capitulate to fear or anger or confusion. To have faith in another who is strong with knowledge, that is valuable. But it is knowledge within you that will give you the strength to follow them. And since no one is beyond error, the strength within you will help them to avoid error, and they will help you to avoid error. This is the power of a relationship guided by knowledge. But it is still knowledge that's the of each individual that makes the real difference. To become strong with knowledge is to shift your allegiance to knowledge, to build a foundation of experience and knowledge, so that now your faith in knowledge is not simply a hope or a wish or a presumption. It is now based upon a growing body of experience. 
That is faith justified. But faith itself should never be blind. You cannot become passive and think that knowledge will just guide you through everything and you simply just have to follow along like a little child. You will have to bring your intellect to bear and all of your senses and all of your skills and all of your attention. You have to go through life and face these challenges as if you are walking on a very icy street walking carefully, looking carefully, bringing all of your faculties to bear. You cannot drift into a kind of welfare mentality and just think that knowledge will just give you everything you need without any effort on your part. For this will certainly not be the case. Every aspect of yourself, your, your strengths, or your faculties will have to come to bear. And this is in part what redeems you, that you are made whole, you are made complete, instead of being a mass of different sub-personalities, or different ambitions, or conflicting goals, you now are brought into one focus, guided by one mind, organized and focused to meet challenging circumstances. Here is where challenging circumstances are redemptive to the individual and ultimately to the nation of people. You will have to make very big decisions in the face of the great ways of change. Perhaps bigger than anything you have ever done. And you will have to guide others who are far weaker than you, who do not have the strength or this faith in knowledge. How will you do it? You cannot vacillate endlessly. You cannot be ambivalent. You cannot be indecisive for very long. You have to make really big decisions and act upon them. And overcome your self-doubt and your fear and your anxiety. What will give you the strength to do this? Faith in human leadership? Faith in human institutions? Faith in a distant God? People have placed their faith so inappropriately in so many things that they cannot imagine change on a great scale. People have faith in technology. Technology will solve all problems that technology creates, or that people create. It'll be a new gadget, a new source of energy, and everything will be fine. You'll just transition into the next energy paradigm. 
a little discomfort along the way, a little uncertainty, but people think that technology is now their God. Technology will provide for them and save them, gives them stability and wealth and power. And yet technology will be overwhelmed by the great ways of change. New technology will have to be developed, but it alone cannot save people. The power of nature will always overwhelm technology. This is a lesson that has been forgotten by people in modern times. The marvels of technology have given you many conveniences and have provided medicines that have saved people's lives. But in the face of the great ways of change, well, this technology may not be available. It may not be produced to meet new needs. It will not be available to everyone. And in certain cases, it will just be inadequate. Without sufficient petroleum, how will you run your cars, your farm machinery, your transportation system? your government. Many people have faith that is unlimited petroleum in the world. It is just faith. It is a hope. It is a wish. It is an expectation. They have no certainty. They have never studied the problem. They do not realize that humanity will be facing declining resources. They have faith that all these resources are there and you just spend them on money and it's there. You give it more money, you get more resources. Endless resources. Never a problem, really. That is a kind of foolish faith. If one looks at the history of humanity's existence, it is a foolish faith. It is a fantasy. And yet many people live in this fantasy, base their lives on this fantasy, never question this fantasy, have absolute faith in this fantasy. Government leaders, leaders of commerce, have absolute faith in this fantasy. People will think the great ways of change are acts of God. And what will happen to their faith in God as a result? The great ways of change are the product of human behavior and humanity's impact upon the world. Do you think this has no consequence? Do you think the earth can endlessly absorb 
such overuse and abuse without being greatly affected, without changing into a different kind of stability, without radical change. People have faith that the earth will not change, that humanity cannot change the world or disrupt the world. Many people have faith in this, and yet the world is changing and being disrupted. And it is only the beginning. Wherever you look, people have faith in things they do not understand. They have expectations which can never be fulfilled. It is a hope, a dream, an aspiration that goes unquestioned. And faith appears to be extremely unintelligent in the light of all this. Foolish. Based on fantasy and expectation. And yet everyone must have faith in something. Because everyone must serve something. Because humanity has faith naturally. It is where that faith is placed. And the expectations that it contains, that is a critical question. You must have faith in knowledge, primarily. Knowledge within yourself and knowledge within others, because that is what is truly powerful. Everything else may be thrown to question and confusion and doubt. You must come back to what is essential and what is eternal, what comes from God directly. This is the great faith. This is the power and the presence of knowledge. This is the great thread of truth in your life. Build your strength here and the future will not seem so overwhelming. It will not seem so threatening. You can face uncertainty with greater strength and determination. You have the power to change your circumstances in advance of great change and in the face of great change. It is a shift in your allegiance. It is the necessary change within yourself. It will give you equanimity and strength and courage because knowledge is not afraid. It will free you from being bound by the opinions of others, by the behavior of others. 
it will free you from the immense discouragement and disappointment that you will feel and that will exist all around you as people's faith in all other things begins to fail. It will free you from the paralyzing grip of fear and enable you to take great and dramatic action while others are frozen unable to respond. This is the great face and this is why that which is ineffable and mysterious represents your greatest hope and promise. All human effort guided by knowledge, all human in invention guided by knowledge, all human ingenuity guided by knowledge has power, has direction, has real promise. The question then is, where will you place your faith? Where is your faith placed even right now? What will give you true strength, confidence, courage and determination? What will give you the power to overcome your own weaknesses, your own ambition, your own inhibition? and your fear of disapproval by others? What will give you the power to overcome your social conditioning? To meet a greater need and a greater set of problems? What will keep you above fear and hopelessness? There is a deeper power within you. It is necessary to find it now. While you have time to build a connection to it, and allow its strength and its purpose to be revealed to you as you prepare for the great ways of change, as you undergo your deep evaluation. She gains a vision to look out over the horizon of your life to see what is coming. To think ahead, to look ahead, to plan ahead. To have faith in God is to have faith in knowledge. That God has placed within you and within all other people. This is how God speaks to people. This is how God moves people. This is how God inspires people. This is how God contributes to a struggling humanity and to a world in need.